Hello and welcome to the GCU Law Podcast. My name is Sinead Stevenson-McCabe. I'm a lecturer in law here at GCU and I'm lucky enough to be here today with our law clinic media manager, Amanji, and our assistant media manager, Jody. Our guest today is the wonderful Jamie Stewart. Jamie is a GCU alumnus, having studied for his LLB with us. During his time on the LLB, he worked in our law clinic and was part of the team that won a Scottish Legal Award for Best Pro Bono Firm and Glasgow Community Champion Award in 2018. He went on to study for his diploma at the University of Strathclyde and he's now a trainee at BTO Solicitors. And on top of all that, he is a hugely generous and collegiate young lawyer who goes out of his way to help others starting out in their careers. And that's what he's doing here with us today as he shares his experiences as a student and as a trainee solicitor. So hello and welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Hi, thank you for that lovely introduction as well. I'll not be able to get my ego out the door now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you, but truly, I mean, it's just so wonderful for us when we get to have GCU alumni on the, the podcast and see all the wonderful things that, you, that you're doing. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful that you've you've come along today. Um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about employability, life as a trainee solicitor, those kind of themes, which I know are, are themes that matter a lot to um, Amanjeet and Jodie and, and to all of our students. Um, so Amanjeet, do you want to get kicked off with some of our questions? Yeah, so um, it's nice to meet you, Jamie. Um, just got a few questions about basically your experience as a student and the way that that's led through to placements and then entrepreneurships and wanted to ask you a bit about how you would describe your experience um, with finding a placement and traineeship during university. I think that's the stage that myself and Jodie are at at the moment and it's basically a stage that you go through first to fourth year so just for you to describe a bit about that and how you found that. Yeah finding finding a placement it's it's, it's not easy it's not easy I won't I won't sit here and say it is easy because it's it's not but I think the the pitfall that a lot of students tend to fall into is that they think the only people that offer placements are big firms you know your your Brodies and your Shepherd and Weather firms and your legal 500 firms are the be all and end all if I don't get into there then career's over and I'm only 18 uh, and that's that's not the case. That is really not the case. You know, a lot of friends of mine have come through smaller firms, one, two partner firms, who then have maybe started doing a week making copies, you know, going and getting the coffee from, from Starbucks, you know, doing the filing. And then that blossoms to maybe a part-time job with an admin assistant, answering phones you know, maybe a bit more filing and you maybe start to get a face-to-face with clients from time to time. And then from there, if you do a good job, it, it moves into a traineeship. And, you know, I did it when I was a student as well. You look at the firm and you think every firm hires two years in advance. And that's really not the case. I mean, I had a look at the, the Law Society figures before I, before I jumped onto this Zoom. And the big firm traineeships make up less than half of the market at the moment. And admittedly, the market hasn't been great post-COVID, but you can see it coming back. I think that's such a good point, Jamie, because like all opportunities, I think, are, are often good opportunities, but sometimes just you don't, you're not, they're not all as visible. Um, and sometimes I think, as you say, it can feel really um, demoralising if you go for something and then don't get it. But the truth is, you can apply for 100 jobs 
you only need one you couldn't mm-hmm. do 100 you only need one mm-hmm. and I, I think about that quite a lot actually when when students say you know they've applied for a summer placement even here and they've not got it I mean you might go and do a little bit of work experience somewhere else and you might end up as a trainee or a solicitor at that other firm that rejected you you know someday in the future it's just maybe not the the, the right time or you've just not made it on, on that goal and there's just lots of different experiences to have um but you worked didn't you as um with Sheridan's I think um who have generously supported the the law clinic over over many years but you did some work with Sheridan's didn't you during your degree I did yeah Michael and Chris were really really good to me and and offered me an an opportunity I owe them a lot I actually probably owe them a lot of my traineeship and and helping me sort of go through the process and get the experience and again I started with Michael and Chris 2019 Mm. and you know know, it started off you know I was I was a student I didn't know much about working in an office environment and they took me and they showed me the difference between working in law and studying in law and built me up and built me up and built me up and saw me through my diploma and sort of moved me from a student to a day one trainee and you know I, I can't thank the two of them enough for, for what they did to me. Sometimes people I think can be anxious because they don't have connections in the profession but actually you do have loads of connections in the profession because you've got your whole peer group, everyone who's in your year at uni who decides that they want to go on to be solicitors are your peers and will be your peers for forevermore. Um, there's people just ahead of you on that journey like yourself Jamie um, and also there's there's ways of putting yourself out there that I think can be really effective in in making connections something I always recommend to students is like legal Twitter can be quite a good place to to be Twitter is not always a particularly good place to be but legal (laughs) Twitter can be quite a good place to be because you see opportunities pop up you see who does what kind of work you just start to build up a little bit of of knowledge and it's not a scary place to be doing it because you don't have to be at an, at an event or you don't have to be putting your your face out there necessarily straight away you start to see what kind of stuff's going on who does what what kind of firms do different types of work get a bit of knowledge of of some different names and then you can reach out to folk and say I love this thing that you're doing and I would really be keen to to help you on it and I think you'd be surprised I mean how how many opportunities arise just from doing things like like that I think it really is um yeah it really is the case did you feel, Jamie, when you first started uni then, you're saying you're the first in your family to go to university. How did that feel, Jamie? Were you excited at the prospect? Were you nervous? Was it a bit of both? Oh, well, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer ever since I knew I was too unfit to be a footballer. I still make it, Jamie. You never know. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I've eaten too much cake now to ever be a footballer. <laughs> Uh, no, I knew I, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer, and I was probably really fortunate in this aspect since before I sat exams in high school. So I knew, you know, this is what I need to get to university, and this is what I need to do. And I had it all mapped out. And I know people, I know a lot of people aren't like that, but it was laser focused on a, on a goal for me. And I'm really fortunate to be where I am now. <clears throat> but picking up on the the um, networking opportunities, you know, one thing I would say is be bold uh, but you know have a look around LinkedIn find people who practice the area of law that, that you, you like and reach out to them 99% of them will you know 
uh, come back to you and say, oh, thanks for, very much for getting in touch. How can I help you? And, or, you know, reach out to the, the GCU alumni community. I'm not only saying it because I'm, I'm part of it, but GCU has a great alumni community. And if you, you know, you find me a wee message on LinkedIn and, and you say, oh, I go to GCU as well. I see you graduated in 2020. I'm like, oh, great. Do you want to see my certificate? I've got pictures here of my graduation. If you want. <laughs> but I think that's so true, Jamie. Like, it's from people who have a network. Like, this is your network. These are the people who are there to like elevate you and and help you get in the in the door. I know that you um, are good friends with Patricia Taylor, former Hi. former podcast guest and um, Patricia Taylor and GCU alumna herself. And I think you you had a similar dynamic with Patricia, didn't you? Yeah, Patricia was great with me. Again, it, it was through the Law Society. We met um, through the mentoring programme, and now I've signed up myself to be a mentor following Patricia's excellent lead. But yeah, again, she was she was great with me. She, you know, she really took the time to, you know, get to know what I wanted out of my degree, and she helped me through my dissertation and my diploma. And, you know, she, she did this all out with work hours, and she, you know, she really took the time to sort of just coach me through because again, it can it can be good to have somebody who just sort of guides you, who's done it because it can be it can be confusing, you know, qualifying and yeah. and and getting through through university. And but is, would you recommend then to law students the mentoring program, the Law Society? Oh, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent. Get involved in it. Get out there because it's it's a structured, it's a way to get a trainee. It's a way to get your own trainee who will help you and those who have signed up to the mentoring programme are out there to help you and they will do everything they can to help you. Like I said, I've now signed up for it. So, you know, I'm waiting for, for a student <laughs> to sort of pick me out of the lineup at, at school when they were picking teams. But, you know, we're, we're all there. We're, we're all happy to help you. And even if you don't want to do it through a, a structured sort of official mentoring programme, just reach out to a, a trainee and say, oh, I'm having a bit of trouble with a diploma application. Could be maybe meet for coffee. A trainee will never ever say no to coffee. <laughs> for good reason, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's such great advice, Jamie. I think for people who are thinking about applying, it's remembering that, as you say, it's not the be all and end all. If you don't get the job, you had your heart set on the summer placement, you had your heart set on the traineeship, you had your heart set on just seize opportunities as they come and remember that even if you think I feel so alone in this I don't have anybody out there there are systems and, and schemes in place that can allow you to tap into those networks and get you the help you need to, to yeah to get to the next level I suppose and um, can I ask Jamie just before we kind of start talking to you about trainee life what um what would your advice be then for folk who are going through either summer placement or traineeship application processes just now, what would your kind of tips for them be? Well, the first, the first thing I would say again is look for help from people who've done it. I, I did it. I've saved all of my applications. They're still on, still on my computer. Um, so, you know, reach out and ask people what are the do's and don'ts. They'll help you, you know, because they understand how hard it can be. And there's nobody better to, to ask than someone who's just gone through the ringer, so to speak. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, bit of advice would be be yourself. Again, don't just be the next, you know, applicant coming in. If you've got something a bit unique about you, use it. 
Uh, don't take rejection personally as a big one, as a big one, because everybody gets the rejection email. I got them. And, you know, the first few you get and you think, you know, why didn't they like me? What, what did I do wrong? You can't, you can't take it personally. These guys have got, you know, thousands of, of applicants to sift through. And, you know, I, I, I see it now that I'm on the other side of the, the sort of fence at BPO. There's thousands of applicants coming in and it can be sheer bad luck. And firms, unfortunately, when the volume of applicants aren't able to give feedback, again, you can't take that personally. It's just, it's just the way it is, unfortunately. Uh, what you need to do is just sort of keep going, keep going. And like you said, you know, you could apply for 100 firms, all you need is, is one. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that really rings true. I mean, that's true your whole career. You know, there's jobs like, you know, when I was a qualified lawyer that I would apply for and not get. And it is rubbish. It's rubbish when your heart sinks, when you see the email drop into your inbox and you have that wee flutter of like, oh my goodness, it's like my day about to change. And you click on it and you're like, yes, for the worse. <laughs> <Some way. laughs> and it is, it's a, it's a really rubbish feeling. And I know that feeling myself. I've been in the loop where you're like mopping up your mascara and thinking, okay, right, suck it up. Like we need to just go back and, and, and keep moving here. But then also you do only need the one and that when you get that feeling of it dropping into your inbox and often it's because that's the right match for you. There's jobs that I applied for over the years, like since I've left university and I think about them now and I think, oh gosh, I'm so glad I, I didn't get that job. I was a bad fit for that place. And I think they knew that, although I didn't know that. Or indeed, I've, I've seen jobs that I've thought that would be amazing and there'd be nothing like that ever again. And then something really similar comes up a few months later and you get that instead. So I think that that's an important thing to remember. It's, it's not personal, even though, of course, for you, it feels incredibly personal. And rightly so, that shows that you're like invested in it. I also remember having applied for jobs over the years um, and getting rejected and thinking, phew, because I don't think that... <laughs> I particularly wanted to do that, um, but I felt like I should should be doing particular things. So I think when you're disappointed, you should take heart that that shows you that you care and that, that give, it's the caring that gives you the energy to go on and do the next application and tell some other firm about, you know, you and, and why they should want you. But it is, it's very hard, Jamie, as you say, not to take it personally. Yeah, the, the stupid rejection just makes the, the one firm that accepts you all yeah. the sweeter. So, Jamie, you are a Cheney's lister at BTO. Just finishing your first seat, that's right, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, yeah, about that experience as a, as a Cheney's lister? Do you have anything you wanted to ask specifically, Jodie? Um, it, was it what you were expecting? Because I know it's there's like always stories that you see on LinkedIn and stuff. Is it like as intimidating and stuff as people seem to make out to be? Uh, yes and no yes and no I absolutely love my job I love the firm that I work for I love the team that I work in and you know it's I I'm definitely definitely in the right career um I definitely definitely made the right choices is it is it intimidating yes yes it, it is uh you know you're you're working with people who have been practicing law longer than I've been on the planet <clears throat> but at the same time no because and you know I can't speak for all firms 
certainly at, at BTO, everybody's lovely and everybody's so understanding that, you know, I, I've only been a trainee six months and they understand that I'm not going to go in there and, and be Joe Boltrami. Um, so they understand that, that you make mistakes. And, you know, one thing that really surprised me is how approachable partners can be, you know, because you, you go into the, the, the firm and you think, no, I'm not going to talk to the partner. No, they're, they're top of the tree. But, you know, the more, the more you, you move along and you realise that they're just people, you know, and if you, if you go in there and, and you be yourself and you just, you know, put yourself out there and start speaking to people, um, you just, you know, it just, it just sort of flows. And yes, yes, there are, there are times that will be intimidating, uh, particularly like going to see a client for the first time can be quite nerve wracking or admitting you've made a mistake because I make mistakes almost daily. Um, that, that can be quite, that can be quite tough, but it's, it's a really supportive environment, the traineeship. And I mean, um, do you want to tell us a little bit, Jamie, about like how your traineeship's structured? So you got your traineeship, I think, in fourth year of your degree. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I got mine when I was I was still at Cali. So, yeah. you know, Mister Hypocrite that I am says, don't you know, pin all your hopes on a, <laughs> a two years before traineeship. I got my traineeship in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, two years before I, I started. So I uh, I applied to BTO in September of two thousand nineteen. I did two interviews with them and got told I got the job at the end of October in 2019. <clears throat> so then I had two years to wait. So in that time, you know, I did my dissertation and, and then I went on to Strathclyde and, and did my, my diploma and, and started my traineeship in September of, of last year. And, and my traineeship is very much the sort of structure of four-seat traineeship. So just now I work with Wells Estates and Succession Planning or private clients, so you know, I do wills, powers of attorney, um, executives, we look at trusts, um, administering powers of attorney, um, and just you know the the client facing stuff that that you know that the stuff you would maybe go and see a lawyer about is is what I what I do just now, <clears throat> and it's it's great because at twenty three you know I'm I'm meeting clients face to face you know I'm getting that experience which is which is invaluable and and in a month's time you know I'll, I'll move to to property and real estate and I'll see something different I'll get to see a bit more of the, the corporate stuff and you know bigger bigger value transactions and, and how it works and yeah obviously because like um when you graduated you kind of missed the having to do uni online but um have you had to work online since then and if so how was that and how did that change your experience as a trainee well online working is something that i i've been used to believe it or not um online working came in while i was still at cali uh, halfway through my fourth year so a lot of my dissertation period was spent online uh, and then moving into to the job we're only now sort of phasing back returns to the office so you know, I can I can be three days in the office, two days at home, which is great because it means, you know, if I've got an appointment, you know, I can sort of nip away for an hour and, you know, I don't have to worry about the commute back and forward to to Glasgow. It means the days that I work from home, I get an extra hour in my bed. It's <laughs> always a good thing. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, and, you know, 
working from home allows you to focus on things a bit more. For example, in, in private client, there's a lot of drafting. So usually what I do is in my, my one or two days at home, uh, I write a list and I just walk through my drafts because you can't have people poking their head around the door saying, oh, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? But at the same time, I look forward to the days that I, I go into the office because I get to see different people. I get to you know, have that office gossip standing around the, the printer. Um, so I, I, I like the, the hybrid way of learning and, and working, but it's, it's sort of been what I, what I know now, you know, um, right back from a lot of the important parts of, of my yeah. career, so to speak, have been online. Like I said, my, my dissertation research, the start of my traineeship, my diploma, and it's just, it's, it's at the point now where it's working. It was a bit rough to start with, but I'm, I'm enjoying the, the, sort of, the sort of hybrid idea. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, Jamie? I mean, I definitely think we're in a bit of a new world now, right? Where, like, I was saying to client, uh, to students today um, in Skills for Legal Employment, I can't believe that I used to make clients always come in for meetings, especially when I worked in the law centre and I was working, you know, exclusively with, with migrant clients, refugees, asylum seekers. The idea that for me to service them, we they had to spend small amounts of money that they had to come into my office or that I had to travel I did legal advice surgeries in Inverness um, that I had to travel to Inverness once a month to, to meet with them now that just seems a little like, absurd like mm -hmm. absurd that the but, but we'd just never been pushed really to think about tech in this specific way and how it could facilitate access to justice and I think there are there's a real scope for being able to to use tech in that positive way anything that has surprised you about life as a trainee solicitor when this surprised me about like how different it is to university has to be has to be one thing you know like I said you go through your diploma and the diploma is designed to set you up to be a day one trainee but certainly at university it's, it's an ideal world and then you get into to practice and nothing goes right a steep learning curve but you get into it and then a few months into it you sort of learn to enjoy the chaos and you think oh well I've, I've seen this before or or you get somebody who's who's on your on your phone at five to nine in the morning when you've not had your coffee yet and you sort of you sort of learn to deal with it yeah so the, the one thing that did surprise me along with how approachable senior solicitors and and those above me are at the front is how different it can be to, to university yeah i think that's an, an important thing is that the, the thing that you learn from uni that, that prepares you so well for a traineeship is like dealing with the unknown. Like when you started in first year, you didn't know any law, you knew nothing. And then you got this LLB degree and that's a huge achievement. I, but I used to think to myself, when you go in as a trainee, um, what you need to remind yourself is like you're starting a whole new process. So you don't know it all yet. There's lots to, to be able to, that you need to be able to learn. And I think that that's a great, Thing. Um, and something that I actually loved about being a trainee was learning new stuff all of the time, learning new areas of law that I literally had never done any anything to do with at university, but also learning those skills of yeah, client management and um, workload management, things that you can't you can't replicate in in a different context. But you, I, I do think that the LLB is and, and LLB graduates are so capable 
because you're hard working you know you have to work hard to get the LLB you have to work hard to get your diploma and that's the thing that really really matters as a trainee is like being enthusiastic being hard working um and the rest you can kind of pick up as you, you go pick up, you pick up you pick up along the way I always yeah, I'm full of these daft wee cliches and it, it really Love annoys it. people but I say you learn the law at uni and you learn to become a solicitor in the traineeship yeah, definitely. And that's how those two like processes speak to each other, I think. And obviously solicitors need to know the law and also um, people who know the law. I think it's a, a great thing having that exposure to what it's like being a solicitor and the chaos, as you said, Jamie, that can sometimes come with um, with that process. Yeah. But it's just it, when you've got brilliant people around you supporting you to, to learn that stuff, it is a very good thing. And I'm so happy to hear that you have that at BTO. It sounds like a brilliant place to work. Oh, absolutely. If, if everybody was to ever ask me, where should I go and work? I would say BTO, 100%. BTO's listeners, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, Jodie and, and Amangie have done a brilliant job, as always, I was going to say. But, you know, this is only the second podcast we've ever done um, as, a, as a threesome. So I think it's, yeah, they're real pros. So it is a brilliant thing. Um, and I hope this has been helpful for any students who are listening, um, who maybe, yeah, maybe like you guys feel a little bit overwhelmed um, about what the, the future holds. But it's just about remembering that it's, a, it's an adventure that's waiting to happen, Jamie, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me, you know, send me a DM on Twitter, send me a, a DM on LinkedIn. You know, I'm always up for a for a coffee and a gab. A pleasure. Um, thank you so much for your time, Jamie. Um, we so appreciate it.